the six C's with his cable TV and telephone. We provide vital alarm limitations to the propulsion plant, flooding and fire alarms throughout the ship, landing aids to our aircraft. There's so much more, and he's literally the most satisfying thing I've done. We don't have the option to say we can't fix it, and I love the fact that we take care of it.
Please rise. And I'll take with me the memories to It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. And I'll take. be seated. I'm going to begin with the most important words. And I want you to hang on these words because these are especially meaningful for Judan right now. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, loved Judan so much that he gave his only son and his son did everything so that this is not a goodbye forever but rather it's a we'll see you later and I don't know if you know this but the word goodbye really means God be with ye it's an old English word and we are now going to entrust Judan into God's hands but we also need to ask God to take us 
in our brokenness, our pain, our hurt, our questions, our wonders. And we're going to go to him and say, God, help us. Because this does not make sense. So my prayer for you and for me is that as we gather together today, there's going to be tears, maybe some laughter, there's going to be joy, there's going to be all sorts of emotions. But that we hold on tightly to the God who has loved Jadon so much, who loves us. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. And again, there's so many emotions. So many tears. So many questions. And we're going to turn to you to be our comfort, our strength, our peace, our hope. That as we soar through all of these things, that you would remind us that you're going to walk right beside us. That you will love us each and every day until, until we are in heaven with you, with Judan, with those who have fallen asleep with faith in you. So be with us, Lord, today as we celebrate Judan's life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. To share with you some scriptures, and I've talked with the, the family and um, heard from them a beautiful story of a life well lived that's a, way too short, but well lived. And these words from scripture are to give us peace, comfort, direction as we go through life. And the first reading was actually requested. It's by Proverbs chapter 3. My son, do not forget my teaching. But let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he will make straight your paths. The second reading comes from John 15, where Jesus is speaking, giving comfort and direction for his disciples. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. And the third reading comes from Revelation 21, where John gets a vision, a picture of what is to come. And I'm going to tell you, it's a glorious picture. It's a picture that Jadon now sees in all its fullness in a very beautiful way. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, 
and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. I want you to hold that picture, yes, in your head and what you heard, but also in your heart. And we're going to hear a song that paints this picture of what it's like to be in the presence of Jesus himself.
just want you to capture that moment. Because when Jadon took his last breath, he saw things that he had never seen before. The beauty, the power, the might, the peace, the joy. I mean, that's what he got to see. Now, the problem, the struggle, is we don't see that yet. That's what hurts. But I want you to imagine, for his sake, the glory that he is experiencing. And hold on to that, because that will give you some solace, some peace. We're going to continue with what is called a time of remembrance. This is a time where, you know, we, we talk, we share, we experience. And um, some of you I know that are going to come forward, that's wonderful. Uh, some of you out there might be saying, you know, I, I have something to say. So there'll be a time where I'll, I'll invite you if you'd like to come forward and uh, share a couple things. That would be great. Uh, we're going to start out with Jake, if you would. Come on up. Ready to roll. This is the most unnatural thing I've ever done in my life, so bear with me if uh, I stutter a little. First off, thank you everybody for coming. Um, the amount of love that my brother had from everybody around the country is just unmeasurable. Um, this is amazing, the turnout that we have for him. And I'm just so proud of the way he impacted everybody's lives to get you all here. And done being sad. Today we're going to celebrate his life. We're going to focus on the happy and funny, sometimes annoying, actually always annoying. Can you attest to that, Bark? Where's Bark at? You can attest that? I know, uh, I know Pill could. I know for a fact that if he knew that he was in the spotlight right now, he'd be trying to make everyone you laugh. And you all know that. So we're going to uh, take a small journey into his selfless, charismatic, goofy, all-around good-natured life that he lived. April 7th, 1996, Washington, D.C. That was where this story starts. I was seven. Pill had to been two. We got to stay at Brown Grandma's for the night, not fully realizing that we were about to be plus one, 1 1.5 if you count how big his head was, but he was, uh, he was the cutest little curly haired, chubby cheek, big round nose Judon that we all knew and loved today. He, uh, he never grew into that nose, but he could smell my gusher stash from his crib, so Pretty sure he came out of the womb with that smirk that I'm about to steal y'all's show smirk that I already got the high score smirk. We were instantly in love. Pill got to become a big brother. Our little gang was complete. I think we spent roughly a year in D.C. or so, maybe a little less. And from there we went to Nellis Air Force Base in Viva Las Vegas. John got so cute by then, he had his first girlfriend before me. 
Gianna, that charm that he got you with, he's been perfecting that for 20 plus years. That same charm got mom too because he would get away with stuff that I didn't even think of trying. I remember one time we were building a fence for our dog, Toxie. This was in Vegas. Dad was doing the labor. Us kids were doing all the important stuff, handing the fence posts, moving that pile of leaves over here, and stacking those rocks there, everything Dad could come up with to keep us out of his way. <clears throat> Jadon decided that he wanted to help, and he grabbed one of the fence posts, smacked me right in the tooth. Lost half my front tooth. I will have that forever. It's almost like he was challenging me at one years old. I'm like, I'm supposed to sit here and take this abuse from this little fat head. <sighs> he had the best smile. I think that's why he hit me in the tooth so that my smile wasn't better than his anymore. That day I went straight to my gusher stash and sprinkled cayenne pepper all over it. It's kind of like a, it's on, dude. Oh. I stopped sharing my Butterfinger BBs with him that day. Anyways, blah, 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 cute baby. Yeah, he was the cutest. Let's fast forward a few years where the good stuff is. From, from Vegas, we went to Montana. He grew a lot there. Um, he really started growing. That's where he became lanky. The lanky Jadon you see in a lot of those pictures. Everything grew. His neck got longer and skinnier, and he kept that fat head just bobbling. Still had the smirk, that shit-eating grin. Dude was always ripped. By this time, we were three boys and a lady. I spent a lot of time teaching, scolding, co-conspiring, scolding, teaching some more, scolding some more. Everything big brothers are for. Me and Pill always used to be like, Jadon, leave our Pokemon cards alone. Jadon, let's get going. We're going to be late. Jadon, leave that goat alone. Jadon, get that goat out of our house. It's a true story. One day uh, we lived in a trailer park up there, and I don't know if he kept the crackers specifically for this or what, but uh, on the way home we were walking from the bus stop, and he's luring this goat with these crackers, crumb trails. Ended up getting it inside the trailer, and uh, mom came home to quite the surprise. Needless to say, we didn't get to keep the goat. Uh, he was the man. He always was. We didn't even know it. He was always that one that pulled our strings. And Quite honestly, I think he got the goat because he wanted to name it Victor. He was a big Ed, Ed and Eddie fan. And Victor was the name of the goat that Rolf had. Uh, it, it's hard to narrow in on details because there's just so many 
memories that, that floods your mind and it's hard to pick just one. Remember we used to send Jadon down the sledding tracks, me and Steve-O, he was our guinea pig. And you'd see little Jadon flying over this jump that we made at the bottom of this mountain. And he, uh, he never had any fear there, no limits. Montana, we came back to Nebraska, and that's where his little witty, smart alecky self grew into quite the man. Um, got real involved with the youth group when we were here. They went to Australia, hypnotized a chicken when he was over there. You know, that was John. He was that guy. If he could make you laugh, he would. Got, uh, when he got here to Nebraska, he uh, learned he could pick up gardener snakes, and I'm not a snake guy at all. So he picked that gardener snake up and chased me for probably what, 14 miles, which was probably really just around the block, but to me it was 14 miles of pure hell. And he was laughing the whole way. Little did he know as soon as he got that snake down, I came out of my bunker. Um, it was on. It was on. He, uh, he was the ultimate competitor. And uh, I never got to tell him it, but he, he always outdid us, and he always did hold that high score. That was, that was his forte. So, turned 18, got out of high school, and... Uh, that's where my part of the story ends. Um, you know, went off to the Navy where he met the rest of his brothers and sisters. Um, you know, it's just Shadon, he was the man. So I'm gonna love him, I'm gonna miss him. You know, for every sad thought you get of him, you need to have two more, cause that's what he would want. He wouldn't want anybody in here crying right now. You know, he was the happiest, most positive, genuine guy I've ever met. And uh, I'm going to miss him a lot. So I need everyone in here. Love you all. Thank you for coming, everybody. Rumor has it the Navy is the best, right? Not a rumor. Okay, <laughs> not a rumor. Thank you for correcting me. Um, and his journey, when you looked at the pictures or when I heard the stories from family, you meant everything to him and he meant everything to you. That is a bond that cannot be broken even by death. So hold on to that thought, okay? So I know some of you um, are... Uh, wanting to come forth, so I invite, again, those who he's been with and, and have served with. You know, if you want to come forward now, please do, um, and then we'll give you a chance to share a couple things. If you're able, not easy.
friends. My name is Tara, I go by T. I struggle with whether or not I wanted to say anything today because quite frankly, there's nothing that I can say that hasn't been already conveyed about Jadon and the person that he was and the impact that he had on everyone he came in contact with. It's no doubt that he was and is loved. Who was he to me? At the end of the day, he was literally and simply my baby brother, my family. It all started three weeks before Thanksgiving in 2019. I just checked on board Essex as Jadon's department head. Now the relationship between a department head and a first class is almost obsolete. We don't come into contact with each other very often, but I'm different. My first big act was to break the ice was to invite my entire department to my house for Thanksgiving dinner. People are looking at me like I'm crazy because, you know, the enlisted don't party with the officers. <laughs> so the day came. I didn't want anyone to spend the holidays alone. There were a few sailors that I was worried about in particular. They were having a hard time. A couple of them are sitting in this room today. I remember telling my chief, I just can't see anybody be by themselves on this holiday or any holiday. Holidays in the Navy are hard. You're away from family, everyone's together. And if you don't have a house or a place to be, it's very daunting. The day came and only a handful of sailors came to my house and showed up. And I looked at my chief and I said, hey chief, where's everybody? He said, don't worry ma'am, they're all at Schaefer's. <laughs> I knew from that moment that we shared a passion for taking care of our people and that simple commonality would turn into the basis of our friendship. I joined his family and he opened the doors to me the same as he did for so many here. He was a friend who would just swing by with a bag of lemons to make me fresh squeeze lemonade. Or to embarrass himself because he had no rhythm None at all. But he would come by just to play dance central with me and my kids. He was a friend that would make the jokes about when the world gives you lemons. And I would say, yeah, you make lemonade. He said, no, you cut them, you squeeze them, you put sugar. I said, you're, you're making lemonade, Jadon. <laughs> That's what you're doing. <laughs> He was a friend who came over to check on me to make sure that me and my family were safe when Jimmy was gone. And he was also the friend that stood beside my husband as we exchanged our vows. Jadon was simply the kindest and most genuine human being that I've ever met. And I've had the pleasure of serving inside and knowing him. His smile will forever be in my memory and his memory will never be lost, him raised an angel, and for that I thank you. Jadon, may you rest in peace. Thank you. I'd like to invite anyone else that would like to come forth, um, again from the Navy in particular, and then I'm going to open it up to others. Anybody else would like to at this point?
Don, uh, my best friend. Um, he was my sponsor when I uh, checked on board to the Essex. He's the first person I ever met when I moved to San Diego. Um, I haven't been in the Navy very long and I've done exceedingly well and I attest that to Jadon. Um, he is my motivation. He's taught me um, all the things that I know, really. Um, even though I couldn't understand what he was talking about, it's like another language because he's just smarter than anyone that I've ever met. Um, I'm actually uh, in recruiting right now and when I talk to people, um, I use the example of the smartest person I've ever met in my life and how successful he was in his career and how quickly he could do it just to persuade kids to join. Um, and it works because he, he influences people he doesn't even know. Um, he was awesome. He, uh, he drove with me across the country, which is an insane story. Um, <laughs> it, uh, so we took my wife's, I'll try to keep it short, but we took my wife's car and we attached a U-Haul trailer to it to bring all my stuff to New Jersey, which is where I'm from. Um, and he's like, I'll drive, because he drove everywhere. He's always just taking charge and, and doing everything. And uh, yeah, that car was not meant to tow anything at all. Um, in fact, uh, yeah, we broke down about 45 minutes into the drive. We were going through like the mountains in like Alpine, California, and we're going um, downhill and the speedometer is going down. And I'm like, dude, we're gonna, it's not, we're not gonna make it. We have, you know, this whole drive, you know, to get across the country, it's, it's not gonna work out. And then we start going uphill and then smoke just starts pouring out. And he's like, no, nah, we got this, we got this. I'm like, no, <laughs> man, we gotta pull over. Like, we're gonna catch fire or something. Um, so yeah, we broke down. Um, we pulled over and waited like an hour and a half, two hours for a, tow truck to come pick us up but we had my dog um, and my goldfish uh, in my car because um, I had to bring them home you know um, my goldfish was in a little cereal container um, and yeah he, he's still alive by the way yeah, this is, he's almost five it's crazy um, but yeah he's like no nah, we got this and then so I stayed in um, on the side of the highway for like three hours um, with the, just the trailer broken down on the side of the road while he went with the tow truck, um, my dog, and the car to go try and figure out how we're going to resolve this situation. Um, so he took, um, when they brought him, they brought the car to a, uh, like a mechanic or whatever, and um, the nearest U-Haul spot was like a mile and a half down the road. So he took my dog but because it was so hot out like, and she was like tired or something, I don't know, he carried my dog basically like two miles um, because he didn't want to take the Uber because he thought he was faster if he could walk there. Um, got a, a whole new U-Haul truck and then drove out and picked me up. I'm like sunburnt, stuck on the side of the highway, like just struggling. Um, and then we somehow had to figure out how to get my wife's car back to New Jersey. It was in. Uh, it was over the weekend, so the car was uh, in the mechanic's lot, and it was locked, so we couldn't get the car out. 
but all our stuff was in the car. So Jadon being Jadon was like, I got this. So we parked across the street in the middle of the day and he ran across the street, hopped the fence on this main road and like broke into our car, took out all our, all our, our stuff, like phone charges and everything. And then like came sprinting back across the street. He's like, go, 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 go. And then we started, <laughs> we started driving. Um, and then the next day we had to steal my own car um, out of the lot because we couldn't leave it there because I still had to go across the country. So we get there, um, the place was closed, but the lot was open. Some people working on something, and um, again, he's like, "I got this." And he runs in, just gets into the car. The guy, the mechanic guy, is like standing there, and he's like, "What's going on?" He just gets in the car and just books it, and just takes off. And uh, yeah, and then we left and drove across the country, uh, stopped in Texas to see our, our old chief, uh, Chief Brown. Um, it's one of the pictures I have. I it's not on the thing, but uh, it's a picture of us with my dog and my fish in the little cereal container when we stopped over in Texas. It's one of my favorite pictures. Um, yeah, it was an adventure, uh, to say the least, but um, one of many that we've had. Uh, we spent a lot of time together, a lot of deployments, just non-deployments. Him and my, my friend Darren uh, came over to my house out in North Carolina. Um, just a couple weeks ago, right before Christmas, they left on uh, Christmas Eve and just playing video games with my son. Um, he bought me a whole 65-inch TV, even though we told him not to. Um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna miss him. Anyone else want to give you an opportunity you like? Um, anybody else would like to have a story, an anecdote, a moment? Yeah, thanks. I'll give you the precursor of the speech because, you know, as time went on, things changed, like more feelings. Uh, you know, I wrote the speech and it grew every moment that I thought about him. I was given the privilege to lead quite a few people, all of them in this room, and to include Jadon. You know, we often lose the ability to feel and show emotion, which has made this particular event of my life bittersweet. I feel like every tear that's been shed is a failure of my leadership, my responsibility to the families of the young men and women that I'm entrusted to protect. Every step of my people towards the realization that he's left this physical world feels like a weight that grows in size while performing my fiduciary duties. But even now he's teaching me to grow and let out the real me, you know. Realize that it's the process given to me to deal with losing him in its entirety. And I love doing what I do. So at the end of this speech, I'll read the watch. Much, most of you that are active or been around know what it is. So I start with, hello. That's how Jadon and Matthew like to start their conversations or emails. And it made me cringe knowing that as soon as I walked into the cheese mess, I was going to get heckled. Because, you know, they have no decorum. My name's Jimmy Rodriguez. Um, Jadon knew me first as IC1, which
which is his current rank. Then those two called me the chieftain and it spread. And then it's Jimmy. I arrived on board the mighty Essex May 15, 2017. And he was one of the first sailors I met, my sailor. And boy, was that exhilarating. You know, the one that I had to constantly ask if his hands were cold in the summer, because, you know, they were in his pocket when they should have been. Our relationship began with conversations like, you know, getting your ISWAS is not about you. It's about opening doors for these people you're raising to be leaders. Because, you know, that's what motivated him. He decided not to get any of his qualifications probably eight years into his career. Just like Jadon at the last second. Then they evolved to Jadon, I now pass my anchors to you as a sign that I believe you are ready to be the chief. I remember tasking him to fix our boiler control console only for him to respond with, hmm, I can't today, I got my daughter's dance recital. You guys know he has no children. And of course, I would scream at him to stop playing with me and only for him to head towards the problem with a smile with his tool bag already in hand. Oh, and let us not forget that he would argue whether water was wet. Um, do straws have one or two holes? And one of my all-time favorites, what do you think about converting a school bus to a home? One day our conversation became, hey man, I need your help to propose to the woman of my dreams because I'm clever, but you're cleverer, which made him smile because you can't use words improperly around him. And he said, it's going to be fine. You know, so we gathered at the house playing heads up on the phone. And his idea was he's going to give clues for somebody else to say, oh, the clue is, will you marry me? And then I turned around and said, no, that's my line, and proposed to my wife. Everyone talks about what people grow to be and then evolve beyond what what's expected at these speeches. You know, they say that a eulogy should focus on the deceased. The problem is that the idea of a eulogy didn't take into consideration that Yudan only focused on everyone else. So our stories will only be about us because it's who he made us. In the beginning, your work ethic made me hustle harder and empathize with my team. You reinvigorated the fire in me. You got me selected for chief. In the middle, your leadership was infectious and came from a humble place. Our team thrived and their doors to success exploded open. You got me selected for warrant officer. Forever, your love made me grow into a loving dad and husband. You made me understand that it was okay to have flaws and not beat yourself up about it. I was grounded when you said at my wedding, um, I don't know how to tie a tie. And I knew he was lying because he did everything. So there's no way, but he was serious. And he allowed me to teach him. It will live rent free in my memories until we meet again. Second page, be patient, I read fast. They're large font because I'm blind. The people that are here today are examples of his spirit. They have homes because of him. They have lectures and guidance from him. They have trials from him. They have memories of him. But we have each other because of him. Today and every day, Jadon, we will live as better humans being, better human beings because of you. And don't worry, 
I cleared your browser history before coming here. You made us whole in our own ways, and I hope you understand that your absence created a void that only the wisdom that you instilled in us will help us overcome. I love you, little brother, and fear not. We all practice our Rocket League skills to annoy Gianna and somehow reach the ranks that you did on a global scale. What I'm about to read is from the perspective of every single person that I believe was touched by Jadon. One night, a young sailor had a dream. They were walking along a beach with their best friend and a great leader and mentor. Across the sky flashed scenes from their lives and naval careers. And from each scene, we noticed two sets of blueprints. One belonged to them, the other to this friend, this great leader. When the last scene flashed, they looked back at the blueprints in the sand and noticed that only one set existed during their most challenging times. And the sailor stopped and questioned the leader. You told me that once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that at the worst times in my life, there was only one set of footprints. Why'd you leave me? Jadon replied with a smile on his face and said, I love you guys and will never leave my friends. And during your times of suffering, and when you see only one set of footprints in the sand, it was then that I carried you. I will now read the watch. For nine years, this sailor stood the watch. While some of us were in our bunks at night, this sailor stood the watch. While some of us were in school learning our trade, Jadon stood the watch. And yes, even before some of you were born into this world, this sailor stood the watch. Many times he would cast an eye ashore and see his family standing there needing his guidance and help, needing that hand to hold, but he still stood the watch. When the storm clouds of war were seen brewing on the horizon of history, this sailor stood the watch. He stood the watch for nine years. He stood the watch so that we, our families, and fellow countrymen can sleep soundly each and every night knowing that this sailor stood the watch. Today we're here to say that the watch stands relieved. Relieved by those you have trained, guided, and led. Jadon, you stand relieved. We have the watch. sink in. Truth. I want to share with you five words. And being a preacher, I won't just stop at five words. There's going to be more. But these five words summarize everything. And I mean everything. When I hear these words, or even when I speak these words, there is something that happens here for me, not just up here, because 
they're just five words. But these five words speak volumes to why we're here today. Thank you for your service. Just five words. But understand, those five words speak volumes about a life well lived. Now, we wish, thank you for your service, would be much longer. That he'd be here for a longer time. But I'm going to say, still, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service, yes, to our country, to the people of this country. Thank you for your service as a son, right? A brother, an uncle, a friend. I mean, oh my goodness. Thank you for your service, for all that you did. And let me tell you, I don't recall ever meeting him in person, but I met him in person today through the stories of what you spoke. So I can turn to him and say, thank you for your service to me. Quite the inspiration. Thank you for your service. And I, and I want to look at you, those that are serving or have served. Really, thank you for your service. Wow. But now these five words, I'm going to turn in a different direction, but they're very important. And it's actually born out of the Bible and about Jesus. Jesus himself said, I have not come to be served. Anybody know the rest of it? But to serve. So Jesus, right, he gets it. Like many of you who are serving. But I want you to know that his service, I mean, what you do is a matter of life and death on this earth. Your protection for this country and for people like me and for my family, wow. But what Jesus did, his service was so that we could have life eternally. So that when we're at a moment like this, like I said in the beginning, this is not goodbye. This is a see you later. All because of the service of somebody named Jesus Christ. Somebody who was enlisted and said, I'll do it. I'll do what nobody else can do. I'll come down. I'll be born a baby in a really kind of a worst kind of situation. Bethlehem of all places. I'll do that. Then I'll live this life and, and I'll be disrespected, disregarded. I'll, I'll go through all of that. And then, then I will put my life on the line. And I'll just say, for, for those that are serving, you, you, know, you don't know what's going to happen. But you do know that there is a possibility. You are putting your life on the line. Jesus, because he knows everything, he knew what was going to happen. He knew he was going to go into Jerusalem. He knew that he would be betrayed by a friend arrested, beaten, placed onto a cross, and then he was going to die. Why? So people like us 2,000 years ago can say, as we look at that cross as a reminder, thank you for your service. And when we say that, and when we understand the meaning of that, it gives this moment a whole different perspective. 
freedom? I am thankful for the freedoms I have in my country. But the ultimate freedom of heaven and eternal life and the Revelation 21 passage, no more tears, no more sorrow, no more grief. I mean, all that is painted for us. And God's word says, if you want that, you can have it. Not because you're so good, not because you've earned it, but because of the grace and love of God. And as I, as I don't understand the whole military world, okay, I just, I listen and I'm amazed, right? And I understand there's promotions and there's advancements and there's all the things that, you know, really, as leaders, you just want to keep doing. I want you to know that his promotion, the greatest promotion he ever had was nothing he ever did. I'm going to say it again because if you're sitting here and you're just trying to catch and follow what I'm saying, we live in a world where it's like, yeah, it's all about what you do. It's all the things that you accomplish. That'll get you moving up the ladder and that'll get you respect with the world. But I'm going to tell you the greatest promotion he ever received is something that he never did. It's a gift. It's Jesus saying, Janine, I love you. Janine, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die on a cross for you because I think the world of you. And I want you to know today, that same promotion can be for all of us. And it's not based on what you do. It's based on who you know. Now hold on to that. Because I'm all about reunions. And I'm watching all of you kind of get together and connect. I'll just say those of you in uniform. Uh, it's kind of a beautiful thing. You know, you're coming together. Some of you haven't seen each other for a while. Some of you see each other every day. But there's a reunion that happens when we come together. I'm looking at people that I know that didn't have a connection with Judah. And I'm like, oh, what's the, probably classmates, probably somebody from Columbus. And so we all come together. It's a really good uh, reunion. But there is another reunion that awaits everyone. If you believe in Jesus, if you believe in Jesus, if you look at him as a Lord, Savior, friend, one who has loved us, one that is now holding Jadon in his arms and saying, welcome home, buddy. That's for all of us. And God wants that for us. He really does. Because heaven Heaven is a gift. So I want you to think about all of that. I want you to think about this beautiful idea. Thank you for your service. And thank you for the ultimate hero, which is Jesus, because of what he did. But then for people that, that really demonstrated that life, that, that made it real. And he did. And it became real to me as I talked to many of you and heard the stories. So think about that for a moment, listen to the song, be blessed.
Heavenly Father, we sometimes there are no words. Sometimes in our silence it speaks volumes. We want to th say thank you for allowing our lives to intersect with Jadon at different times, in different places. Oh, but amazing, every single moment. And all the words that described him, um, again, speak volume of your creativity in making somebody like him. So we want to say thank you for the fact that uh, his faith in you has brought him from this earth into your heaven and your arms. So we're going to thank you for the life on this earth, albeit too short. Thank you for the life now in heaven. But we also come before you now. And we ask uh, for those of us that are wrestling and struggling and uh, hurting and, and wondering, come alongside of us. And even when we don't have words, listen to our heart. And give us comfort, give us peace, give us hope. Encourage us in life's journey from today to tomorrow until we get to heaven and we'll be with Judan again. So thank you for bringing us together today. Thank you for those who have traveled. Thank you for uh, the stories that have been told. Thank you for the tears that have been shed. Thank you for the laughter. But thank you for who you are, God. You understand and you love. Thank you for your son. Thank you for all that he did in serving us. And we pray all of these things, and those things still, oh, on our hearts, our minds. We pray this in the name of Jesus as we now join together and pray together the prayer he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. One last song for us, and a great picture, image. No more pain, no more hurt in heaven, all because of somebody who was willing to go through all of this for us. So listen and uh, be blessed.
celebrating, remembering, and encouraging one another as we try to sort through all of this ourselves. Um, we'd love for you to stay afterward, um, after we recess out. Uh, we're going to um, go to the hearse, and then, but we're going to make our way over to the wood gym, which is that away, uh, for a time of uh, a luncheon and a time for fellowship and uh, more conversation. So encourage you to come and be a part of that. So I'm going to share with you the committal, and this is uh, very formal, but it's very important. Because in our life, in all of these moments, we need to entrust into God's hands everything. Everything and everybody. And so we do that with confidence. So we now commit his body to its resting place. Earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. In the sure and certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ who will change our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body by the power that enables him to subdue all things unto himself. And they, now may God the Father who created this body, may God the Son who by his blood redeemed this body, and may God the Holy Spirit who by holy baptism sanctified this body to be his temple, keep these remains to the day of the resurrection of all flesh. Almighty God, by the death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, you have destroyed death, and by his rest in the tomb, you sanctified the graves of your saints. And by his glorious resurrection, you brought life and immortality to light, so that all who die in him abide now in peace and hope. Receive our thanks for the victory over death and the grave, which he won for us. Keep us in everlasting fellowship with all that wait for him on earth and with all in heaven, who are with him, who is the resurrection and the life, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now receive the blessing of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. <laughs>